Last week on Knights of the Roll Table, upon arriving in Falcon Reach, our heroes are enlisted to help Queen Mora with her Colsatori problem, and Celius's husband Shapin becomes the newest member of the Crystal Council. They meet with the Minister of Technology, Bartleby, who tips them off to strange activity in the Evermist Forest. Once acquiring an airship for the journey, the party is joined by Jarek's old colleague, a tabaxi named Chaser of Shadows. I'm wrong here, Mr. Navigator, but uh, it looks like we have a pretty straight head, and if we go south, we can make it through this pass of mountains to get a straight shot there into the Evermist Forest. I mean, it's it's right there. It's got a, even a dotted line, so I mean, it's <laughs> it's clearly the the path. I mean, we can probably it's probably a road. Oh no, that fly. was that was some of my pocket actually. I'm gonna wipe that up. Yeah, oh, don't. I'm okay, gonna, yeah. That was, you, mm, it's is so that good. more pot yeah, pie? How many did you buy? Uh, nothing. You don't have to worry about that. He has no. Is this the campaign where Coach gets fat? <laughs> None of his 500 gold has left anymore. He went back and he went it's all gone. All on the pies. Listen, you're gonna get some motion sickness, and you're gonna be hurling. You're not gonna be able to aim if you're if you're if you're you know yakking up pies. Are you telling me something to do? I'm just and, stating a fact. I'm and just... we're off. Let's okay. go that way. Whoa. So you guys, uh, you guys. Start flying, and you fly. With, there's a little bit of uh, shakiness, and but you're sailing through the air. You fly away from Falcon Reach uh, towards. You're heading south towards um, the the top part again between the mountain pass. Yeah, straight just the straight down where the Evermist Forest is. Okay, um, the Evermist Forest is really thick. Um, so you won't be able to land inside the forest, so you're either landing above it where the mountains are, and there's mountains there, which means you'd have to traverse over the mountains. What Bartleby kind of recommended is that you fly around them or fly over them, and you land kind of in the southern area where you can go in that way, and there's actually places to land. Can we get 50 feet or less above the ground? Yeah. Because we have this fancy rope. You could. I mean, but, yeah, you, you could. We'd be abandoning our... You'd just be a, having this floating ship, and um, it's only going to last... It's, it's only going to float for so away. long. <laughs> I feel it's like we're going to want that wind. back. We tie it to the trees. All right, Chaser. I need you to be, since you're navigating here, I need you to be finding us a nice, safe place to bring this thing where we're going to be nice and protected. I don't want nobody messing with me ship. I've already lost one ship this week. I'm not losing an otter. Well, if the little fella said to go around and come up from the south, I'd say we, we do what he said. That All right, like you, the... you chart us a course. All right. Let's... Should he roll for that? Uh, yeah, chart. Uh, let's see. Let's have you roll. So you're, whatever's higher, dexterity or intelligence, is the ship's modifier for navigation, and you can add your proficiency in perception. So that is 13 plus 3. Okay, you're able to navigate a pretty, pretty good course. Um, there's a couple of areas where... You go a little wide where you probably should, yeah. you know, shouldn't. But um, you manage to, in a couple of hours, let's say about three hours, make your way around uh, the kind of exterior to the southern um, 
western southwestern tip of uh, the Evermist Forest, and you find a place to settle down the ship. Mm. We're here. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, there's the forest, so... Wait, what are we looking for? Well, first things first. Let's uh, make sure to, uh, if there's anything around here where we can maybe uh, try to obscure the visuals of the ship anyway to make sure that nobody's going to mess with it while we're away from it. There's a lot of trees, a lot good, of branches. Good enough. All right. Well, then let's go. So you, which direction are you heading? Into the forest? You're checking the perimeter? Like, what do you always want to do? Into the woods. Into the woods and out of the woods <laughs> and home before dark. Boom. Okay. Uh, We're going to head in. Yes. We're going to be looking around. We're looking for those twig blights. Do you want to be banking your way towards this here temple that's on the map? Oh, we see a temple on the map that's called Hish Temple. Perhaps if we make our way to that temple, we could find somebody there. Maybe they could clue us in onto what's going on in this forest, anything out of the ordinary. Yeah, perhaps they've seen some people in the area, or, or the twig blights. Or maybe there's, like, artifacts that we can uh, investigate and, you know, use that to determine what's going on. You know, there's Ooh, a lot some of, books. There's a lot of valuable things in these kinds of places that might lead us to the right... Well, is this like a good temple or like a bad temple or like a place we want to go? Anybody know anything about this place? Temple of Considerable Doom. Sounds is it? nice. I don't know. I'm just, that's a, a temple. Well, I've you're from here. Before. Would anyone well, good have are you? staying around here? I mean, it just, you know, people. Would have any of us heard anything about this? What I have read about it. What you've heard about Hish Temple is that it is an abandoned temple and not in your generation, but. Centuries ago, it was apparently occupied by a race of snake people known as the Yuan-Ti. So yeah, they're they're just it's a uh, snake folk. Apparently, is what it's uh it's it's it used to be all about. Uh, my family, you know, we don't really try to go near snakes. It's kind of it's dicey. But I mean, if you guys wanna you wanna come along, we can go and check it out. It's been dead for years. There might be squatters or something. Let's do Wait, it. So the snake people aren't there anymore? If it's unoccupied, then uh, in theory there's no people there, snake uh, do or you otherwise. Know, do you know of any mongoose people that we could bring with us who could perhaps help us fight the snake people? Well, if there's no one there, I don't I don't think that the, the mongoose people are... Well, you're a cat person. I just thought you might know other mammal people. There's no such thing as mongoose people. I didn't know there were cat people. That he is not ridiculous. a cat person. He's called a tabaxi. Oh, that's a tabaxi. Thanks, coach. Thanks that's for... what you... Oh, I've, Why is I've coach about the you? most enlightened person here in this here part? Oh, I spent some time with, uh, you know, I, I learned a couple things. All right, so well, you, why don't we head up to the temple oh, if we see any snake, snake people? I could reach pictures. out to that dear wee little man, Bartleby. Ask him what he knows about it. Sure. I'm going to use my sending stone. Okay. Yes, you hear that. Hello. Uh, this is your operator. Who, with whom are you trying to speak? Uh, you, you would start the conversation. Uh, eh, eh, uh, uh, to be. Uh, sorry, I meant to ask you earlier. Oh, uh, hold on a sec. I'm in the meeting. Hold on. Oh. Uh, just hold on a minute. It's a long meeting. It's been over three hours. Well, we, we, we adjourned for lunch and we're coming back. 
Okay, I'm, I'm out of the chamber. We're yeah, yes. Uh, um, so are you no, guys okay? Uh, are you still alive? Oh, we're fine. We're fine. You just landed, actually. We're on the north side of the forest. Uh, but we were wondering, do you know anything uh, about this here uh, his temple? Is is that an area we should be going to, or would you recommend us maybe go in another direction? Oh, uh, the temple. Uh, well, I, I don't think anybody's there anymore. Uh, I mean, the Yuan-Ti were uh, driven out hundreds of years ago. Might not be a bad place for us to set up a, operations. There was a big battle in, in the realm, and that's that's true. I mean, I guess I guess he could have gone there. You could check it out, but uh, just be careful. Okay. Anything else you can think of that I forgot to ask about? <laughs> well, uh, the forest is very dense. It gets kind of dark. Um, there's a couple of beasties that live in the forest, so just be careful with that, too. All right, we'll tread lightly. Thank you very much. Okay, good luck. Bye. Bye. Hey, uh, is there any way that you can probably put that like that stone on vibrate so we don't get our position giveaway if he calls back? I just, oh, it's, it's going to get really loud if we're Well, out. he can't use it again until tomorrow morning. Oh, well, then I guess that's fine. Did we, could we hear what was going on there, or was it just like in your head? Yeah, I had it on speaker stone. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> okay, so you head into the forest. It is now. Yes, we head into the forest. And you make your way, according to the map, uh, towards this abandoned temple called Hish Temple. Um, as you get close, are you heading normal speed? Are you heading stealthily? We'd probably try and be as stealthy as possible, probably putting Jarek out front since he's got fancy duds. Yeah. Coach Wade in the back. Yeah. You know, he's not the only sneaky person. I'm you like, can come with me. Yeah. Coach isn't going to, yep. Coach and Silius are having a very loud conversation. They're like, oh! I have spiked armor that's like getting caught on things. Sars is just kind of like, she's trying to be sneaky, but she kind of just stomps through like she's not a delicate flower. Okay. Chaser and Jarek are going up ahead. Mm-hmm. And then you guys, you three are hanging back. Yeah. I mean, we're, I, think, I think we're all going. We're going in, but they're leading. Yeah. Okay. So everybody roll stealth. Solius is being very quiet, but you're kind of in the back along with Coach and Sarsa. Um, the two in front, uh, Jarek, and you rolled a 13, 13. Chaser. Yeah. Okay, so Chase and Jarek kind of make their way up. You see the forest start to clear out a little bit, and through the trees you can see the inklings of stone and um uh, carvings and there is a temple, uh, the base level of the temple. Through the tree line, uh, the canopy is very dense. So you can't really see the top of the temple, but you can definitely see that there's something in front of you, and it's you know a good like hundred feet in front. Just as you're about to go forward, you hear some talking coming around a corner, and you see two goblins making their way around there talking about something but they're too far away for you to hear the whole side of the temple you you estimate to be about like 300 feet and there's two goblins kind of making their way around the corner about how far away are they again they're about maybe like 200 feet okay they're coming closer toward you there looks like they're doing a sort of perimeter sweep we probably make eye contact and look at each other and kind of signal that like let's grab them Okay. Okay. Uh, real quick, I'm gonna. I'll put a hand on Jarek, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna cast Virtue. On what does him. that do? Virtue is one of my cantrips. Uh, basically, it gives him 
a number of temporary hit points equal to 1d4 plus my spellcasting modifier. So it basically just gives him some hit points. He'll take, he gets six hit, hit points. Hey, okay. Fancy. It's like a level. Six extra hit, temporary hit points. So uh, how close do you want them to be from you before you try to grab them? Because there's, between you and the edge of the temple, there's still a good, like, 100 feet. So do you want to wait until, until you're... So they're not going to get any closer than 100 the, feet The from tree us? line is about 100 feet away. Uh, like, as they pass us, we could wait for them to, like, not be facing us and then try to, like, get up from behind them. So I'd say, actually, yeah. like, why don't we, like, make a noise and try to draw them to, uh, to us. Make, like, an animal noise. Draw them over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I will, like, kind of sneak off to the side, hide in the foliage, and just start, like, like making cat noises. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so Chaser goes off kind of in front of where they are, tree line related. You just hear this. <laughs> and the goblins stop and they kind of look at each other they kind of pull their spear and the other one pulls a short sword start licking like, their lips <laughs> goblins definitely eat cats kinda like, yeah. they kind of kind of smack each other for a second like they're trying to argue like who's gonna go and like okay and they kind of walk forward and they're going to right towards the tree line where you are okay. so they get close 40 feet 30 feet 20 feet, uh, 10 feet away. I think uh, I think I'm going to use this, this moment to I'm gonna jump out and attack one of them. All right. So so close to me. Uh, roll an attack. <sighs> um, so Sarsa, do you have like a cobbler for those boots? Or? Um, so 20 hits. Chaser jumps out of the bushes and trees and <laughs> attacks one of these <laughs> goblins. You see this leap. And then with his rapier... Whoosh, slashes at one of the goblins in a surprise attack and hits him for... Uh, I believe nine. nine. Nine damage, okay. And with that... Take that elf. Uh, I need you to roll initiative. It's a thing. I've been waiting for this all night. Would that count as a sneak attack? Are you doing that? Yes. It is a sneak attack. Oh, okay, so I need to roll three more d6s. Okay, go for it. <laughs> here, do you need to borrow some? I got a couple yeah, over here. here. I, got, I, got, I got three right here. Do it, do it. Uh, plus another six. The first goblin, you just slice him in half. <laughs> he is falling to the ground. The other goblin goes, ah! There's a, there's a cat! There's a cat attacking us! Ah. <laughs> All right, a tinker likes a cat. And then around the corner from where they came, you see two more goblins and a bugbear. A oh, large, no. large goblinoid creature with furry body and face. And he's got this kind of large mouth. And he's like... Whoa. And he kind of starts running towards you. Oh, no. And so you have three goblins and a bugbear, and no one else is kind of around, but it's your goal. So there, there is a another goblin within 15 feet of you. Okay, cool. Well, I'm just the the guy whose buddy I just killed. I'm going to attack him because he's closest to me, right? He's like... Mm-hmm. 22? Yeah. Uh, you're, and that's for the goblin? That's for the goblin. Yeah, that hits. That, that hits. hits. Uh, Let me just look that up real quick. <laughs> 22. <laughs> it's an ancient red goblin. 10. All right. 
you take this is with your rapier. Yeah, the the same. Take your rapier and just uh, stab him like right in the middle. Just get and kind of collapse it to the ground. You have taken out another goblin. Jarek, you're up. Chaser just took down two goblins on his own, and uh, you see two more goblins and a bugbear are running around the corner. What would you like to do? I will step out and attack whoever's first. With All right. draw, drawing my longsword. That would be a, a goblin. 16. 16 will hit. Just barely. Uh, that would be 11 damage. Ooh, you take out a goblin. Yeah. So your longsword, you just chop his head off. <laughs> ah! He just rolls on the ground, and... And this bugbear is coming at you like, oh, that's my friend, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use a bonus action to cast Hex on the bugbear. Is that your turn? Yes. All right. Salius, you are up. All right. Salius is going to uh, do Firebolt, and he's going to twin it. Uh, so I'm going to use a sorcery spell because... I, or sorcerer point. Because you can. Because I can do that. All right, and good. I always forget that I can Fire do Bolt is a cantrip? Fire Bolt. So, yeah, both the bugbear and the remaining goblin. Okay. Goblin first. Ten to hit. Ten misses. Okay, and then the bugbear is uh, 18 to hit. That hits. All right. Thirteen. Thirteen damage? Yeah. Ugh. He just gets this bugbear gets hit with this fire uh, fire bolt, and uh, oh, oh, that hurts! And he kind of looks out in the direction that it came from, and he's not happy. Uh, it is the bugbear's turn, so he seeing that, but he sees both Jarek and Chaser, and he but he got hurt by you know this <laughs> fire, and he's kind of confused, but he's gonna run towards the closest thing, which is in front of him, which is Jarek. So he is going to make a morning star attack. You see this, and he runs up and he attacks, and that is a nine, <laughs> which will miss. Yes, it will. Then it's the goblin's turn. So the goblin is uh, the other goblin is going to go and seeing where the fire came from, he's going to make his way towards that. 30 feet, which is about 10 feet in front of the tree line where the rest of you guys are. That's the goblin's turn. And Coach, you're up. Uh, so, Silius, where did you get your boot? Oh. Oh, what the? Oh, man. He's going to pull, pull out his uh, war hammers. He's going to rush the, the uh, bugbear. The bugbear? Yeah. Okay. Um, bugbear's about 45 feet away from you. Mm. There's that other goblin. But there's a like goblin that's feet 15 away feet away from you. Or 15. And he's like Four. getting closer to you. That's a big mistake, little man. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, then we're going to do three strikes against the goblin. <laughs> All right, so... That's an extra thing. Uh, 18 to hit. That hits. Second one is a 16 to hit. That also hits. And the third one is a 8 to hit. 8 misses. So two hits. Two hits. So we're looking at... 18 damage. You, and this, this is with your warhammer? Mm-hmm. You, Two warhammers. How are you swinging, how are you attacking? So I first do a bam with, with my right and then with my left, 
And then I go down with my third, but that thing is probably dead already. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it misses. So you just kind of whack the right and whack the left. And then he's basically, his head is like imploded. <laughs> yeah. And then with the final one, you're like, and down. And just smash him into the ground. He just splurts out in all the different directions. Oh, oh, oh that's, oh, looks now like you a have pocket. goblin innards all over your Warhammer. Nice job, coach. Sarsa. Uh, Sarsa is just going to be like, huh? All right, well, it looks like it's just the big bad nasty. And she's going to go ahead and cast Sacred Flame Ooh. at the bugbear. So he has to make a dex save. Ooh, he rolled a seven plus two is a nine. Yeah, that's not enough. It's going to fail. So he's going to take, let's see, he's going to take three plus, so he's going to take nine damage. He's not looking too hot. <laughs> Ow, this big Sacred Flame. Uh, moat just kind of hits him. Oh, Ascends from the heavens. Stop doing that! <laughs> Kaiser. Uh, Chaser, you're up. Yeah, I'm just going to run up on the bugbear. How, how close is he to, to me? To you, he is about 15 feet. Okay, so I'll just I'll just hop over there and I'm going to try to stab him with one of my uh, rapiers. <laughs> this group is not much for conversation. No, there is uh, not. 23. That hits. Jeez. 17. Describe your victory. <laughs> well, uh, so I, uh, I kitty kitty. He's, he's like he's all burnt up, right? He got like hit yeah, by a whole bunch. Hit, mowed, his hair is all singed, and his face is all charred, and he's like, so, <laughs> I'm just gonna find a a really kind of squishy spot that's probably all burnt and all you know worn down from all of his attacks, and just <laughs> sort of take a take my sword and aim it, and just sort of plunge it right in, <laughs> squirrel it around. Pull it out and just kind of like, yeah, all right. You take your rapier, uh, jab it down the neck with kind of a little bit of panache. Pull it out and he just kind of stands there like twitching a little bit. And then his knees go limp and he falls on the floor. And uh, now you have several dead enemies in front of you and this big temple that's now in front of you. That's a lot of goblin on me. Nice going. Team, I'm gonna go and uh, I'm gonna walk over to one of the uh, the dead goblins that I that I had gotten before, like maybe the one I cut in half, and pick up the two halves. And so I'm I'm, I'm really sorry, guys. I kind of got off on the wrong foot, but uh, but here you here just gonna you guys take one of these, and I'll give one to you, and just have them. It's it's. Why are you trying to no have me a card? Appreciate it. You keep those. You guys I check just, the pockets. You know what? You're welcome. I'm sorry. I just you know. I've had enough uh, Jay, so pockets. Thank you. Why don't you consider hunter? that your first day's payment? <laughs> Uh, huh? no, That's I, for I you, mean, buddy. I'm, I'm more partial to gold and other Okay, well, other we things. are too. Put down the goblin guts, right, okay? Well, just, I just thought I'd, I'd, I'd share. I appreciate are... the Hoken gifts, but I do not want it. So uh, what, what information did you get from him? Well, we're going to search him now and yeah. uh, see what's going on. And then we're going to see what's in there. Okay, uh, so you temple. search the goblins. Um, between all of them, uh, their bodies, uh, there's about 25 gold. Uh, and uh, the bugbear also has a key that has kind of a claw with a snake around it. So you're telling me you guys didn't even say hello? We said hello with our swords. Yeah. Huh. They're a lot less uh, aggressive now, don't you think? Notice that the temple, now that you get a better sense of it, it's sort of pyramidish in structure. There are no doors around the uh, bottom or the middle layer, uh, but there are stairs on both sides, kind of like ziggurat-shaped, and there are stairs going up, and there is a door on the very top. Well, I'll go ahead and, and I say we, we just, I'll, I'll borrow that key. I'll go take a look upstairs. You want to 
I don't think you should be doing that unsupervised, wouldn't you agree, Jarek? Yeah, well, we should all go together. Also, it sounds like if we see any more bugbears, Coach would like to talk to them. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're just going to say hello to them, right? Yeah. It was complicated you, how that how, yeah. how that rolled why out, Why would you coach, start okay. by saying hello? From way in the back. All right, That's literally gonna... been my only experience <laughs> fighting things. You you go up, you say hello. That sounds very dangerous. I don't that know why you do that. See, I, I thought the same thing, but you'd be surprised how often it works out well in your favor. Well, right. perhaps we'll, if, we'll try that if we encounter time. some creatures that seem more... Uh, Inclined to speak, and unlike goblins and bugbears, then perhaps we will do that. Well, all right. We met a bunch of orcs, and they sure liked us a lot. All right, moving on. Let's go check out this temple. Okay, so and I'm, I'm gonna take a second though, take a knee, and just be like a little prayer to saloon, and just be like, "Hey, girl." Not hey, girl. <laughs> 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 yeah, just you know, it's like recalibrating. Okay. All right, so take a minute to pray, and then you guys head up the temple steps. As we're sneaking up the temple, my sword from inside the scabbard goes, Jarek Darkharbor, you were quite harsh in that battle against those, those goblins and bugbears. Perhaps next time you could listen to the dwarf. I'm like, shut up. It's not a good time right now. We're sneaking. I'm sorry, guys. Sometimes this happens. Wait, we can. Sard talks to him on occasion. Yeah, it's just a thing he does. He'll get used to it. Wait, do we all do we all hear the sword? Yeah, <laughs> it's a really loud sword. I mean, it's, yeah, it's you a... hear this talking sword. Yeah, sure. Remember when he wanted to put the stone on Viper? Oh, hey, uh, no, you can't talk to this. Well. Just don't get him started. I'm you sorry about that. Sword? It'll I be fine. We talked about this before. It's like it's I really... switch swords and he still talks to me. Okay. All right. I mean, does the sword have a name? Uh, well, I call him Joe. Joe. It's technically Javadriel. He's sort of a like an angel that talks to me, kind of, and uh, he talks to me through my sword. And yes, I've tried to switch swords. He still talks to me. Hey, Joe, could you so, keep it down a bit? We're sneaking. Yeah, right, right. Joe, listen to the old I'm, wizard guy. I'm not that, oh, I'm a and put the sword in like a bag and fill the bag with like hay. I. You can't get him drunk. No. Trust me, I trade. Swords don't have mouths. Oh, anyway, he's settled speak? down now. Let's go. Let's go to the door. Let's go. The door is locked. Oh, I'll just put the key in there and give it a oh, little. Should we little... not check for traps first? Can I? Can I look around to see if there's anything else? Um, go ahead and make a perception check, Coach. Natural twenty. <gasps> nice. Twenty-two total. Uh, what you see, um, you don't really see too much around the temple other than trees. But what you notice about the door is it has this insignia of two snakes that are kind of moving their way around each other in a circle and then coming inside and kind of coming towards each other. Like um, they're going to kiss. Or, or attack each other. Not oh. kiss. Yeah. So they just recognize this symbol. Anybody know what this means? These snakes that are uh, hissing each other? Uh, right in the center of... <laughs> hissing. Right, right, right in the center of where the snakes are about to meet is a small keyhole, and so it's not actually where a door handle would be, but it's that's where the keyhole would be, and it's kind of hidden. But with Coach's help, he actually points out where this key would go. 
down. Hey, Chase, uh, stick that bad boy right in here. You should probably uh, check for traps. Please. I'm going to put my hand on Chaser and give him uh, guidance. Have none of you read books? <laughs> for, with, yeah, if you want to recognize the symbol, uh, make a history check. History. That'd be nine. It's, it's a couple of snakes, and they're real scary looking. Have none of you read books? <laughs> I have not encountered this in books. You know, I really should get more picture books. You would enjoy those, wouldn't you, Coach? Uh, quite a bit. I love picture books. I mean, it could so. be that it's in your Guide to the Realms, but you haven't quite gotten on that chapter yeah. yet. So, Is there a way I can check for booby traps? Or Yeah, sure you can check for traps. My other hand. You're pretty sure that there's no traps. Cool. Then I will open the door. Okay, you stick a key in, unlock it. Yeah. Opens up. Good job, Chaser. Wow. Right, you opened a door with a key. All right, let's go. I've killed a lot of the people with the key, so you're welcome, guys. Come Coach on. is walking I think in. You used uh, your sword, not your key. You walk that. in. Um, there's about a eight by eight room, and with this door, and in the corner there's sort of a tile. Um, that's carved out. It's about f- uh, four by four, um, and it's a what looks like a stairway. Well, uh, here we go. Um, even though I have dark vision, I know we have a few people that don't. So I'm going to take out my mace of disruption. Okay. And light that sucker up. Okay. The room is lit. It's very empty. There's a few carvings on the wall. Lit. <laughs> Carvings on the wall, do we understand them? Do we know what they mean? Uh, none of you understand this. I used to know it's more, not, but that was You can tell it's not a language, but it's more like pictorials, and from what you see, it's a lot of, like, large reptilian creatures, a lot of them snakes, uh, and figure. lots of very, very small people that are worshipping said creatures. Does it look like a language, though? No. So it's more, more of, like, like, hieroglyphics. Or more like like is like a language, but like oh, oh, like cave paintings. Okay, style? smart guy. No, it's not a language. <laughs> it's a bunch of snakes. It's like so, it's pictorials. It's an yeah. old-fashioned comic book. Yeah. Moving on. You so, go down the stairs. So, so it's like more like cave paintings where they're like, like drawing. Talking, like, Temple falls down. You all die. Books, <laughs> like. Just because you have attitude about it, I'm going to cast comprehend language and see if I understand it. I cast comprehend language. It's not language. a language. You don't understand anything. <laughs> Guys, I don't think this is a language, and I just burned a spell slot on it. So let's go on. All right, uh, let's just go down these stairs, right? They're punchy. You go down the stairs. Um, about 10 feet down, you start hearing. Is that a language? Yeah, that's a language. <laughs> are they chanting? Well, I cast comprehend language, luckily, so what are they saying? You understand it, it's common. Damn it. <laughs> so you burn another spell slot. No. <laughs> the same one is active. Okay. Yeah. It's like 10 minutes. It's before. common. You understand that. Good. You super understand. You guys, I start to translate it, you guys. Too, yeah. I translate it not realizing it, uh, that you guys, it's in common. It's like so far away we can't really make out what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, it's kind of muffled. It's like muffled because yeah. it's down like a deep it's chasm. Through several, what you assume are floors of the temple. Yeah. Uh, and there's like, so basically how this temple works is. There's a set of stairs. There's a bigger floor, uh, 16 feet wide. Then you go down the, another set of stairs. There's another floor, 20 feet wide. And it kind of keeps going. Um, and then finally, so you go down a few flights, and uh, it, the, the sort of chanting and kind of hooting and hollering gets louder and louder. I'm trying to think about it too much, Matt. 
Please don't do math. I'm not. I'm just trying to make move this forward. I was trying to picture it. Okay. <laughs> don't don't question my temple aesthetics. <laughs> I'm just trying to have you go down. Okay. Matt with his hands was making like bigger. <laughs> I, I, I know that you would question this. I just I'm just trying to move it forward. I'm sorry. With the narrative. All We're right? doing it. We're doing That's it. That's why we can't like have it. nice. All things. right. Okay. So you get to where it's now very loud, and there is another set of stairs, but there is a wooden door kind of a trap door but you know it has a handle so it's not a trap door uh, and, and you believe that where whatever the talking is is coming from the other side it's it's with Sarsa's mace of disruption it's causing the light to light up this part of the room you don't really have a sense at this point you've gone down a couple of flights so you imagine you're close to the bottom but there's still probably a good you know 20 feet of height from where you think what the bottom would be. As we approach this uh, area where we're hearing the talking, I'm going to go ahead and pocket my mace so that the light... Okay. I uh, clap on and it turns off. The, the, clap uh, off. The staff of defense that I got earlier, which I will assume that I attuned while sometime yeah, for the last there's no, 24 there's, hours yeah. or so, I'm going to take a moment and use one of the charges on that staff and okay. get some mage armor. Uh, so uh, who's going to open this little door here? I could try to like sneakily uh, open it. Yeah, that's probably a good idea, Chaser. I mean, I'm, I've got very delicate hands. I, I can I can sneak this thing open. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just or give pause. him another uh, guidance. Yeah, make a slight hand check. Ooh, uh, sixteen plus eight is twenty four. Okay. You lift up this door. There is no sound. It's it's. Uh, WD-40 covered in. It's super quiet. Uh, it's not it's like squeaky at all. You're so. able to open this up and no sound, and it's very, very quiet. And as you do this, you start hearing... Oh, what's Carter's? What what sort of spices are you using? I don't know. Oh, so they're saying what sort of spices are you using, and the other one doesn't all right, know. Everyone, what all right, everyone. All right, quiet. Sounds like the, all right. Okay, now somebody listen. Somebody else is saying quiet. Now the next ingredient down, I'm using. Why are you guys looking at me like that? Is going to be uh, a, a type of rare element. There's I'm going to mix this in together. Oh, okay. And now, now you don't want to overcook it. All right. So, I need a volunteer who wants to uh, stir the, the sauce. Is this a culinary cult? Should, should we go in and try talking to them? Maybe oh, we should follow oh, 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 the technique. Oh, Can we look down and see what's happening? Yeah, make a perception check. Yeah, I want to make one too. Okay. All of our heads go in. <laughs> Everybody above the 10, uh, you guys <laughs> peek in Seven. and you see a large gathering of bugbears. Oh, um, there's people? about 40 or so of them. Oh. In the center, there are several tables, shelves, some cabinets hastily constructed out of wood. And in the center of those bugbears, and Ooh. in the center of the bugbears, you see this kind of guy. He's got this streak of blonde hair. He does have a large mace that's attached to his back. And then you want to slice down, uh, you know, this this incision right here. That will give you the best cut. Where you still have a little bit of fat and is that meat. This guy talking. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a little bit of fat and meat in there, and that is that's going to give you a much flavor when you cook it. So we're going to put that uh, over the cutting? fire. He's cutting what looks like a large um, beast of some kind. It's been it's been flayed and and it's been uh, you know some sort of a 
flank of hooved animal of some kind. Okay, so it's not a human being hmm. or a dwarf or a tiefling. We might have stumbled into a cooking school. They look up and they see a couple of your heads sticking out. Hey, uh, Godron, uh, there's somebody up there on uh, the top door. Hello. Hello. Um, oh, hey. oh. I Good said, guess. Are you Bring them the down. Are you the Godron, the famous bugbear chef? Uh, uh, Godron Ramshead. I'm so. <laughs> 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 Just for, that. <laughs> for that pun. Oh my god! Uh, I need you all to come down. Uh, right, yeah, right absolutely. Now, go ahead, go Listen, can we get let, can we um, get an boys, autograph? Boys, boys, let them come down. Uh, and you, there's there's a rope. Here we go. Can we so, get some sort of uh, assurance of safe passage? You're not going to attack well, us. What do you mean? We thing? said well, hello. You're here, to, you're here to come in and eat, right? Yes, yes, we are. Yes, yes, we are, guys. Shut yeah. up and let's go. Do they right, know so about the person? You make you, you make your way down, and uh, a couple of bugbears. Like, Hello, these are bugbears. Nice to see you. Oh, nice teeth. <clears throat> and you guys make your way in the center, and um, hello. Um, my name is Godron Ramshead. Um, uh, I am a uh, culinary expert. We uh, know who you are. Oh, you very are good. You've heard of me. I mean, absolutely. Excellent. I mean, word is getting out. This stuff here, I mean. Wait a second. Are you all chefs as well? Uh, well, I mean, oh, I no. wouldn't call myself I'm, a chef. I'm, more of, I'm a, more of a critic of So sorts. you're here for the competition then? Kind of inspire. Uh-oh. Let's hold up, you guys. <laughs> I, I'm more here for the whiskey powerings. Hello, Knights of the Roll Table. This is Chris Daly, your Dungeon Master for Season 2 of the podcast. I'm speaking a little quietly because my kids are asleep, and I'm recording this really late, so that's why it sounds like I'm whispering. Uh, Thanks to everybody that's hitting up iTunes and leaving a review and rating the podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, If you haven't done it, please check it out and um, leave us a review if you get a chance. Um, Somehow it helps the algorithm, and I don't know how it works, but it helps people learn more about the show, and it moves us up the list with all those other D&D podcasts out there, which we know there's a ton of them, and you're probably listening to a bunch. But if you're listening to us and you like what we do, uh, please leave us a review and a um, and, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, we do have a contest going on, and originally it was going to end on October 1st, but we're extending the deadline to October 6th. That's a Sunday. So you still have a couple of days. If you're listening to this now on the 1st and you're like, oh, it's the last day. But actually, it's not the last day because we're extending the deadline to the 6th. So go on our Twitter, Instagram, and like and follow and leave a comment and retweet it and all that good stuff. You can even enter twice if you go to both. Uh, and it'll have all of our information on our Twitter or Instagram. Be sure to check out new art on our Instagram, at Rolled Table. We've actually shortened the handle, so now it's just at Rolled Table, just like the Twitter. This week you can see Cole Satori, the big bad nasty, the villain in the big suit of flying armor, and also Cobbles the Earth Genasi, who was friends with our heroes. Weston Gardner, who does all of our theme music and sound editing and has an impressive board game collection too, can make a custom RPG anthem for you. Check out his audio skills at Make My Anthem. And if you have a D&D question or need some advice on your campaign, you can leave us feedback or ask us any how-to D&D question. Send an email to knightsoftherolltable at gmail.com. And finally, follow us on Twitter at Rolled Table. That's R-O-L-L-E-D Table. Now go out 
and make life an adventure and don't wake up the kids. All right, listen, uh, I feel like, what do you guys think about doing a cooking competition for a bunch of bugbears so they don't kill any of us? If it's a competition, I'm I mean, in. Yeah, we are significantly out in perhaps, here, you guys. Perhaps what? we could offer to judge. Listen, listen, uh, um, I listen, I don't mean to press you, but um, I've got some to. things in the oven. Uh, if we're going to do this, um, we really need to uh, get moving. So oh, um, Let's do it. I can yeah. let you know the terms and conditions, and um, if you all agree to be in the t- cooking competition, then uh, whoever wins, well, I mean... I'll uh, I'll give you a nice prize. Yes, Boyoa. Well, what happens if we lose? Oh well, um, standard rules of the uh, culinary bugbear competition. Uh, we eat you all. Well, we don't mm. we don't wish to eat you if you lose. No, no, no. Uh, if you win, uh, you don't get eaten. Perhaps we could change oh. these so terms. terms. Our options and are either we do this competition and uh, if we win, we survive. If we lose. You attempt to eat us. That those are really the only two options, right? What if we don't participate? You know what? I feel like we might have found the wrong. Well, temple. you're down here now, so you either get eaten if you don't want to do it, or um, or you do it and you have a chance of not getting eaten. Let's do this. Well, I like it. Wanted to try yeah. my I have. I'm yeah, eating competition. I have read several cooking books. Don't feel so bad about slaying. I was just going to say that, right? Yeah, like, yeah feel one a lot less. better about that situation. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens when you just say hello. All right, bring it, Godron. All right, well, here's what's going to happen. So um, you guys can make anything you want. We've got a full pantry over here, uh, a couple of uh, stoves, um, some open flames, you know, some oh grills. Um, we've got some tables. You can do your uh, prep work there. And you see there's actually five stations. Now, um, what we expect is a uh, appetizer course, and then a main course, and then some sort of uh, follow-up uh, dessert course. So you guys can work together if you want um, to on one course, or you can work by yourself. But you have to have those three courses at the end, three and then I will be judging uh, the meal um, uh, that you present, and I will let you know based on each one of those three courses um, if you get two out of the three. You win. Do you, uh, perchance, happen to have a bar selection? I'd like to maybe find a nice cooking sherry, perhaps a port. That I mean, of course it. we do. You know, I'm not, I'm not an animal. I'm just saying, I'm not seeing it here in this pantry. Well, it's over in the uh, in the shelves. Aye. All right, Sars is going to grab, like, couple of bottles. Sort no. of used, uh, you know, various sherries yeah, and cooking wines. and them. Okay, great. Oh, by the way, you have uh, 30 minutes. All right, well, uh, I can definitely tenderize something. Right. So uh, maybe I should stick with the... Uh, the main course. You see, you see one bugbear with a long stick with a piece of chalk on it, and there's a wall, and there's a lot of markings on it from before of like tick marks. It says GR under like a winner, and it's got like some other initials, um, kind of scratchily written, and that one had like a big X through it. And you see like several of these. It looks like previous competitions. Nobody has won. <laughs> like all of them have been crossed out, crossed out, crossed out. Guys, uh, come, come, come here for just a moment. Before, before let's, let's strategize before this we begin. This was not cooking. how I imagined come, today, Gorn. Come here. So I have, <laughs> I could cast prestidigitation, and I could imbue anything with flavor for an hour. So we could just cook something, and I can cast this spell on it. I could do this up to three times, and we could make it taste good. Hold on, but uh, presentation is very important. You guys could work on that, but I'll just make it taste good. I like and we'll it. We'll be good to go. I kind of like uh, Sars's idea of uh, getting him really hammered. All right, you guys do that. <laughs> oh, was that my idea? <laughs> Sarsa puts down the bottle that she's been chugging from. You work on the drinks. 
we'll, that'll be like a bonus, and we'll you we'll cook something, and then uh, we'll Just come up with flavor it should be, and I we will. The booze was the add the flavor to well, it. Well, we should have the booze first, right? Because then it'll get really liquored up, yeah, and everything else will yeah, taste yeah. great. How much have you drank? Out of this bottle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's part of it's our materials. A portion. All right, here's what we're going to do. Uh, for the appetizer, uh, why don't we come up with something uh, light, perhaps something refreshing? Uh, these are bog bears. Obviously, they're going to be carnivores of some kind. Probably uh, savory, right? Aye, something savory. Then uh, for our uh, main course, we do something quite quite heavy, quite filling, uh, robust. Maybe a nice filet. Uh, and we could we could pair it with some cheese and maybe come up with... Uh, I'll take some of this, uh, some of this uh, sherry right here. We'll do a nice reduction with that, right? You do a puree on the side. Would any of us... Uh, DM, would any of us know much about bugbears, like what their favorite food was or anything? Could I... But I, so Leah's perhaps have read about it. Could I roll something for that? Roll a nature check. Nature? Okay. Hey, I actually have something for nature. Hey, 16. All right. That's actually a real a real number. <laughs> um, you know that they're carnivores and they sure love meat. But I, but I don't know, like, what particular, like, they don't love lamb or something more than other things. They, they don't normally uh, go. <laughs> I mean, lamb! <laughs> I just picked the first one. like sexy sheep. It's more like, I mean, they, they will eat smaller creatures. Uh, they will eat humans. They will... Eat um, kind of whatever they can. They're they're scavengers and carnivores. Seems like this rabbit the guys. goblinoid variety. So they, right. they will they're not be picky. I, I have a quick question. Are the is the only person we're supposed to impress is uh, Godron. Godron. He's going to be tasting it. Okay, so it's his. I mean, it doesn't matter what happens as long as he's happy. Yeah. If you're gonna do. No, that, I was I was taught uh, you know a thing or two about cooking. Oh. You know, I was you know domesticated person. All right, um, start cooking, then. All right, here we go. Is that a All right. Uh, and a oh, so what's going to happen is uh, I need you guys to tell me what is your first course that you're making and what is your main course and what is your dessert course. I'm working on the main course. Main course, you, just you? Well, we're, all going, we're all working together, and I'm going to apply a flavor to each of these before we're done. Well, so, we here's, so I need you to specifically, you can only work on one course. I'll do so the you cannot apply your magic to all three. You can apply it to the one you are working on. Okay. Godron says, I, oh, uh, uh, by the way, it, you know, uh, I, I want this to be fair. So, um, you know, you can, you, you can work on your thing. Uh, but um, if I see you cheating and helping somebody else on their course, uh, we'll kill you all immediately. All right. Great. Cool. So, cool. Who, so, cool. Who's doing, so you, you're doing main course. That seems fair. Jarek, I'll Jarek, work on dessert. Okay, Jarek, uh, what are you working on? You have 25 minutes left. So right. I will help with, I think I'll help the main. And the pairing, I think the Coach pairing. is the one I... Coach is the one I'm least confident in being able to cook. So Which is I, funny. He'll help, he'll help <laughs> that one. <laughs> and, uh, yep, so you can kind of see that here. I'm going to chop it all there. So, Leas and Coach are main course. We work well together. Are you guys working together? I guess, yeah, we're... Are you doing the appetizer with me? Yeah, I'll, I'll do the appetizer with you. Okay, and what are you working on? Dessert. Okay, Jarek's doing dessert by himself. What? And let me know, appetizer course, what are you making? i give us both guidance. Okay. Um, so in that pantry, did we find any? everything you would want? So we're gonna do a sampling of escargot with uh, a white wine reduction. Now I'm hungry. And uh, 
just a smattering of um, light cheeses on it. And then for extra credit, I would like to attempt to whip up some semblance of an old-fashioned uh, to be served with all three courses. Hook me up with that. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you find some selection Orange of uh, some natural snails and, and some, you know, Plucking flavorings and some garnishes. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, you find a couple of things. We're going very traditional. Maybe right? not to your liking of a specific, um, you know, I mean, it, it, it's impressive for an abandoned temple and a bunch of bugbears. They have quite an assortment of uh, different things to What's choose our from. butter selection like? Uh, it's, it's a fresh whip. <laughs> I mean, enough an butter, butter? you got escargot. Okay. So escargot for the appetizer course, what is the main course? For the main, what, what were you thinking of for the base dish? Because then we can flavor the, the, the meat with like... Well, so here's the thing, you know, you want a little bit more of an advanced uh, palate. I clearly. agree, yes. So uh, something maybe a little bit more gamey, maybe like a duck, uh, maybe a veal. Ooh, yes. Um, and that way we can really impress this what would, guy. What would enhance the flavor of those? Well, you just got to cook them just right. You got a little bit of salt on there. Uh, you know what we could do? Could infuse it with the flavor of garlic. You or... know, we could uh, pair it with some parsnips. Uh, maybe, uh, yeah, yeah, garlic, garlic would be good on there. Yeah, so we, I'll infuse this, this, all of our food with just a general flavor of garlic. So Have you ever cooked prepare? anything before in your life? Yeah, a light garlic flavor. No, but I can taste, <laughs> I know what things taste like. I'm not going to cook Come anything. Come on, Silius. So you're working on a veal? Yeah. Yep, veal with a, a, a parsnip puree. Parsnip like a, puree, a, a okay. Parmesan. Jarek uh, is working on a dessert. Uh, creme brulee. Creme brulee, great. Also, uh, if it's been about 15 minutes since I hexed the bugbear, I can move that. So I'm going to move it to Godron, and I'm going to impair his wisdom checks. So that would be animal handling, insight, medicine, perception, and survival. He Okay. I'm also putting guidance on both. Chaser and myself for our appetizer. All right. Guidance. If we have to roll anything. Your meal is prepared. Um, you guys come forward with the appetizer. Chaser and Sarsa present escargot. And an old-fashioned. And a, and a sort of fantasy, high-fantasy version of an old-fashioned with the spirits that are provided. Godron says, mm. all right, well, let's see what we got here. Ah, I see you used a uh, reduction. Very nice. And um, let me just take a bite. And um, Can I? So uh, what I'd like you to do is uh, go ahead and roll a performance check. Mm. Yep. Okay. That's a 15 plus 4, so a 19 plus they gave us both guidance. So that's going to be a 23 for me. What's the guidance? Oh, a D, D4? Uh, 15. All right. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And he just takes like a bite. He's like, all right, next course. Coach, why don't you present it? Well, uh, Godron, uh, Chef Godron. Um, well, Thank you. Chef. Thank you for addressing of me in course, the proper uh, terms. Tonight, uh, we have a, uh, a garlic roasted veal uh, with a parsnip puree off to the side here. And uh, we we hope you enjoy it. All right, very good. Uh, bon you, appetit. Why don't you, why don't you two uh, roll a performance check with advantage, Solius, because you use prestidigitation. Well, you said performance. Uh, that'll be eleven. Uh, Fourteen. He takes a big bite of the veal, takes a little sampling of the puree, licks it. Hmm. 
Yeah, okay. All right. All right. And uh, finally, for our dessert, third course. Well, Chef Godron, in your uh, just internal wisdom, really, it's an honor just to be here. Really appreciate it. I have prepared for you my very best creme brulee. And before you taste it, I'm going to cast Purify Food and Drink. <laughs> okay, what does that do? Well, at a minimum, technically what it does is... Uh, Make sure that it's not poisoned or diseased, <laughs> which is good just in case. But I hope it adds a little kind of something it's extra kind of pizzazzy. like a triple filtered vodka. So yeah. I mean, it blesses it. It looks very uh, clean. Yes. Thank you very much. So this is a clean brewery, It undoes man. all the work of the blowtorch on the creme brulee. <laughs> the heel. No carcinogens. I've never seen uh, torch work that is... So, uniform. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. I was inspired by you, Chef. Uh, very good. All right. So, he cracks the little sugar shell on top and uh, eats eats a little bite of it. Mm. <clears throat> Go ahead and roll a performance check. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I rolled a one. I have plus five to performance. So that's a technical six. So he takes a bite, and it looks creamy and delicious. And he's like, mm, I do love a good crimp. And he pull, he kind of reaches in his mouth, and he pulls out a rock. It's like this little pebble, and he's like, oh. Mm, well, that's unfortunate. Oh, no. <clears throat> okay. I think Purify would have fixed that. <laughs> that rock is very clean. Yes, so clean. <laughs> there's no germs on okay. the rock. It's just, there's still a rock. So he says... Well, um, I, I must say, uh, overall, I'm, I'm a little impressed uh, with your meal. Um, the dessert was awful. It was horrid. Yeah. Um, no, I, you fine. don't serve rocks inside a creme brulee. What were you thinking? No, well. I mean, it, it's, it's absolutely awful. I mean, the, the sugar was just uh, just off, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it, it was falling apart. Right. And then you have things inside of it. You put things inside, like the cream. It's got to be creamy. It's not, it's, it shouldn't be like this horrid substance. It tastes like slime. Chalky. It looked chalky. Chalky. There yes. you go. Thanks, Coach. Very nice. Appreciate it. Right. I feel like <laughs> anyway, I lost it with the rock. But the first so. one, the first one, uh, the escargot, uh, normally very slimy, but I, I feel like uh, this one was, was a nice presentation. It actually like goes down the throat quite nicely, and uh, I like the pairing of the uh, old fashioned. A nice choice. Thank you, Kate. Um, and then uh, the uh, the main course uh, I also thought was mostly successful. Parsnips I don't quite care for, but I'll give you a bit of a pass because the uh, veal was outstanding. It was quite good. Thank uh, you, chef. Good technique. Thank you, chef. So um, I'm going to let you live. Um, <gasps> I'm going to let you live so that you can fight me. Because I really love fighting. Now we're clear talking. Out the, clear out the tables. Clear out the tables. And you see all the bugbears. Sarah's like, is going to yeah, take yeah, the, the, what's left yeah. of the old fashioned from him. Okay. And she's going to check it. She's going to check it. This was not part of our arrangement. Well, that's oh, this kind is of, the best that's part. That's kind of the first part of passing. If you don't pass the culinary, how can I know that you can do anything else? Because really, the true test of a warrior is his palate. Am I right? Am I right? You and, are right, and, and Chef. And all, all of the buggers are like, yeah, yeah, the palate is the best. <laughs> <laughs> so I need everybody to roll initiative, yeah. please. Yeah. I, want, I, want new, I want a new buddy cop uh, drama with, uh, with Coach and Chef. Just on the road, <laughs> together. Uh, 
Chaser is up first, followed by Soleus, then Jarek, then Godron Ramshead, then Sarsa, and finally Coach. Now, let me explain kind of what we're looking at. We're, we have kind of an octagonal-shaped pit, and then you're <laughs> surrounded by about 40 bugbears around in a circle. Um, all of the cooking equipment and tables have been cleared out. Going to be really honest, kind of like this guy. I don't know how the rock got in there. I feel like... You know, you, you really knows, let us I feel like it's probably sabotaged. That's the problem. You never wash your hands. There wasn't a gross. rock stuck know, to my it's, hand. It's it's we are like in a temple. It's the possible. Bathroom, like, I cannot. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's possible Stop it just it. fell from the ceiling. Yeah, it probably fell from the temple. ceiling. Thank you, Silius. Maybe someone was in I, your hair from sneaking through the forest. I've had your cooking before. I don't <laughs> think the rock was the only problem. Nobody else wanted to do dessert. Before we start, go draw on Ram's head takes the mace off of his back. He holds it in his hand, he kind of smacks it a couple times, and then he pushes a button, presses down, he kind of looks at you, smiles, says, all right, let's make this interesting, and presses this button, and all of a sudden his form changes. He becomes larger, and you see this large gray uh, beast with a horn, in front, and it is a rhinoceros. <gasps> so he's like, he's, he's a were rhino? <laughs> They're just jumping don't know. unicorns. Jumping unicorns. Well, that's so uh, alarming. He turns into a rhino. Uh, Chaser, you yeah. are up first. That's right. Uh, there's a large rhino in front of you. What would you like to do? Uh, well, I'm going to stab it a couple times. <laughs> Okay. That's unfortunate because they're endangered. Oh, this one's endangered, but not as endangered as we are right now. Um, so I'm going to start with my uh, my plus one rapier. Oh, natural twenty. Um, All right, we're done. Cool. <laughs> Twenty-two damage. All right. Yeah. And uh, so I'm going to want to use my bonus action and use my offhand rapier. To okay. Try to get this rhino right yeah. in a place where it. In its underhorn. I'm bad at math. 25. It's. 12. 12 damage? Yes. Okay. So you take your first rapier and just. He's, you know, standing there kind of looking very imposing, and you kind of slash underneath right where the neck kind of meets the rest of the body, and it really gets him in a point where he's like, oh, 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 kind of growls. And then you get him right and kind of give him a stabby stab right underneath there, that point as well, in this kind of fleshy sensitive area, not in the tough part. And you did some good damage. Fleshy sensitive area. Yeah. You don't want to get sliced in your fleshy sensitive area. Okay, Salias, you're up next. Salias is going to cast Chromatic Orb as a level two spell. 25 to hit. 25 hits. 20 damage. Uh, oh, uh, let's go lightning. <laughs> lightning? Uh, and what? Let's what? see. 20, 20 damage. Since it's Silius. Uh, chromatic orb. <laughs> 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 All right. So and I'll, and lightning. I'm what is he going to do? He thinks he has to say it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'll, roll, I'll roll my d20, and I did not roll a one. So. Okay. So <laughs> wild magic does not kick into effect. Uh, this lightning shoots out from this orb. It shoots into the rhinoceros, and you see it kind of zzz, 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 and and all of a sudden, poof, he turns back into Godron Ram's head. Oh, hey, all right. Hey. Uh, you're no fun. Uh, it's Jarek's turn. All right, Jarek will draw his 
weapon and uses bonus action to channel divinity into his sacred weapon, which is this thing that makes it light up and hit real hard. Unfortunately, it usually wakes up Joe the Angel, who's like, Jared Dark Harbor, <laughs> let the might of Torm aid you. Yes, Joe, it's fine. What? Yeah. I, if you can actually, I could get all the help I can right now. That would be great. And he will charge and swing his now sacred longsword. And then is a 17. Um, I rolled a three, but I have a plus 14 with this up. Yeah. Uh, 17 just hits. Woo! Uh, 17 damage altogether with Hex. Okay. Gotron Ramshead um, pulls out a chef's knife, <laughs> because of course he does, <laughs> and he also has the mace, and he's going to make a multi-attack, and he's going to attack uh, who he thinks is the weakest, which it looks like Salias. Uh, so he's going to kind of run at you. Well, he's not wrong. Yeah, and make two attacks. Right. Uh, he rolled a nat 20. Okay, that one's going to hit. First, and... And then an eight. So uh, the uh, the chef's knife is going to do ten slashing damage. Ow! The mace goes wide because he, you kind of recoiled uh, with with that. Did you see how he curled his fingers when he uh, went to chop you? Now is not the time. Oh, and Ow. because it is a you focus on weird things. Damage. <laughs> oh, it's uh, important. You also take three damage because. Bugbear. Wait, what? Well, because he has a thing called called Brute. So. Oh, okay. Okay, um, that's his turn. Uh, sure Sarsa. Alright, Sarsa's like, alright! Well, no more Miss Nice Tathlin. And she's going to use her bonus action to cast Spiritual Weapon, okay. so her big ol' anchor is gonna pop up right next to Mr. Ram's head. And I'm actually gonna cast that as a third level spell. Fine. <laughs> we, we've seen it. All right. Well, anyways, so I'm going to make an attack with that as okay, my action, and that's a 19 plus. Um, it's a. Yeah, it hits. It's a yeah. lot. Yep. Okay, cool. So then it's going to be 2d8. It's going to be 4, 9 plus 7, so 16 damage. He is knocked back. Oh, that's a. Uh, your snails weren't that good, love. And he, he just... Maybe if you're still standing when all this is over, you can buy me a drink. Coach. Coach is going to use his bonus action to rage. Well, you're, uh, you've gotten in a little bit over your head. Uh, and he's going to use a reckless attack. Okay. Uh, so a total of 18 damage with those two strikes. And he is raging. He's standing right next to him. Bah! Bah! Chaser, you're up. Cool. I mean, I'm just gonna chase after him because he's he's left my area and went after uh, Matt. I'm gonna do the I guess the, the tried and true just savvy stabs. Okay. Twenty one. Twenty one hits. Yeah. Uh, Fifteen with my main first rapier. rapier. Okay. Yeah. And gonna bonus action to attack. And that's sixteen. Uh, that misses. Okay. So first one hits. Yeah. Right in the side. He oh winces and it's like okay all right that's not gonna work for me. <sighs> and he's looking kind of rough. Yeah, enough, or you want to tap out? Or... <laughs> I mean, it's, no, no, it's... no. I'm, I'm fine. I'm oh. fine. I'm just uh, getting my second wind. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Coming cool, back cool. for the main course uh, in just oh. a second. Uh, All right, Salias. All right, Salias is going to chromatic orb again, as you like. And he says, uh, not yet. I have to make sure. <laughs> chromatic orb. 
17 plus 7, yeah. 24. And then let's get some D8s going on. Chromatic Orb! What is that? Three. Uh, 11. Let's, uh, we'll do lightning damage, yeah. Lightning damage? 11 okay. lightning! Chromatic Orb! <laughs> say 11 lightning. <laughs> I confused myself. Chromatic <laughs> Orb! Okay. Lightning! Okay. <laughs> Don't stab me, you jerk! <laughs> All right. Jerick, you're up. All right, now I charge forward him and I swing my sacred weapon. And then as a 20 total to hit. That hits. 15 damage. And I say, you should have been nicer about the creme brulee. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was pretty chalky. It's, it's, I mean, not helping. Oof. <laughs> takes a slice. And like a <clears throat> All right, fine. Have it your way. And he clicks the button on his mace again. I don't know. Jarek, uh, you feel a strange sensation come over you, and you turn into a bat. No. (laughs) 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 The sword goes cling, 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 and Jarek goes, and all the bugbears go, little bat, a bat, a little bat, look at that. They try to grab it. Uh, I need you as a bat to make a dexterity save. Do I have bat statistics? You, for you can actually go all the way down. Bat statistics. Kind of fun. Bat. Do I need to add do bat it. statistics? Do it. <laughs> You'll never get the opportunity otherwise. Mm-hmm. Bat. <laughs> <laughs> I am the knight. And they have the check mark. <laughs> then I'll stay in there. As a bat, I have better dexterity okay. than Jerry. That actually makes sense. Wow. You, have, this. you, you can move as bat in three dimensions and you're tiny. Yeah. You fifteen. All right, they dog. they fail to grab you. Uh, just a general like the the arms of the bugbears around you go up and you you know and like fly. Sarsa, you're up. Jarek is a bat. <laughs> he just turned him into a bat with I do his a blind mace. sight because I'm, it's I'm uh, blind. Sick. Not a terrible look for you, Tyrolof. So I'm I'm gonna take a swing with my big anvil spiritual weapon again. So 16 to hit. Ooh, that misses. And I'm going to also uh, take a take a fire with my crossbow here. Okay. My heavy crossbow. That's a crit. Ooh, t- critical hit. 20. Ooh, yeah. Hit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kill him. Kill him. So that's going to do 14. Describe your victory. Oh. Yes. Sarsa says, well, I guess we won't be having that drink, 10. And she, let's go. And she lets a crossbow loops, and it gets him right in the eye. Ooh. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, check, please. And he falls out. <laughs> <laughs> Jarek, floating above, turns back into Jarek. <laughs> you take uh, one, one point of bludgeoning damage falling from <laughs> ten feet in the air. Is he um, dead, or is he just... Uh, He's, uh, well, he's unconscious, but, you know. He does have a crossbow bolt. He's a crossbow bolt, so in his eye. I'm going to go over there, and I'm going to go ahead and just as a level one, I'll I'll cast. um, Why would you help him? No, because he was, he gave us a fair, it was was, a fair thing. In what way was that fair? Yeah, we, it was, you're, you're right. It was not fair. We were just going to crush All the bugbears are like, hey, hey, what do you, what do you do? You killed him. She's going to go over there. She's going to just place her hand right on his eye and cast uh, Cure Wounds as a level one. He gets 15, 15. (laughs) He's looking around. I guess it'd be, no, it'd be. Exactly. Salias, I need you to make a history or 
Arcana check. Ooh. 18. We'll go with Arcana, because that feels good. Okay. They're both plus four, but... So, you've seen this mace kind of have a effect where it's turned not only him, but also Jarek into these different things, and you get a sense that you've read about this somewhere, and you also get the sense that um, it, it has a very strong um, arcane nature to its... Um, to its uh, construction. It's not a normal mace. It's some it's some sort of boosted power mace. Okay. Well, at the same time, so you kind of revive Godron Ramshead, and he's like, ah, he pulls this thing out of his eyes. Like, ah, that really hurt. And it's just uh, eyes bleeding out. We tried to tell you. <sighs> you didn't seem really stand a chance. I don't know why you tried to take on all <sighs> five of us. <sighs> you were a pretty good fight. Why would you bring me back to life? Well, first of all, I appreciated the fact that you gave us an out, and uh, you're quite nice about me appetizer, too, so obviously you're a man of taste. And I was hoping that maybe you could tell us a wee bit about uh, the goings-ons in this area. Have you noticed anything uh, a bit strange going on? Uh, oh, it's really searing pain here. Um, oh, all right, yes. uh, give me a steak. Uh, give me a steak. <laughs> Nathaniel. Um, all right. He puts a steak on his eye. We, we've just been here for a couple of years. I mean, you know, we've been uh, using this as a as competition uh, arena. And usually people come in, they're, they're hunters, you know, people that don't have much cooking experience. I like to, you know, it, it helps me to feel like I'm teaching them a thing or two before I eat them. And uh, you guys are the first ones that really actually brought any culinary skill to uh, my arena, so thank you for that. And thank all you, the bugbears thank you go, very much. Good job, well done. Yes, thank you. They uh -huh. kind of clap. Although, Fantastic. Listen, you really, uh, you really bested me today. Hey, we're looking for a guy named Cole Satori. Oh, yeah. oh heard that name. You might yeah. know him as Massimo, Massimo. Lionheart. I mean, I've heard of that guy, but he never came in here. Right. Do you notice anything, maybe with some, some twiggy creatures or nothing in the forest? Maybe oh yeah, we saw a bunch of those, uh, bunch of those things uh, a couple days ago. Perhaps they were just like running away, but um, I mean, what I didn't see it, but like uh, one of my guys saw a bunch just kind of spring up from nowhere and run away. Didn't perhaps see what direction maybe they came from, where they were going. Well, if there was anyone leading them, uh, Owen, come over here. And you see this other bugbear kind of comes up. Yep, yeah, boss. And he's like, well, you 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 were on patrol the other day. Yeah, boss. Um, uh, listen, did you see, uh, tell me about the twig creatures that you saw. Yeah, I was uh, gathering some uh, supplies, some mushrooms for your uh, demi-glaze. And, um, <laughs> and uh, these, all these twig creatures kind of came out of nowhere. They just sort of formed and, and then started walking uh, south, uh, south, southwest. And th that, that's, all, that's all it was. And there was, a, there was a thousands of them, but they just, they didn't really pay me much attention. I was behind them. Uh, wh where was this? In the forest, yeah. Oh, also, uh, that cool little mace. Yeah, where'd you get that? It was it was in the temple when we got here, and um, I had to kill a couple other bugbears to get it. But it it actually uh, it's quite nice, right? So, so is we, that our prize for winning then? Yeah, since we beat you and revived you, I think it would only make sense for yeah. us to perhaps have that. I mean, the mace, along with whatever kind of you'd like to spare, if you had food or drink or the gold or you know just anything you're willing to hand off. <laughs> Um, Let's not get too greedy. Uh, <laughs> There's 40 other bugbears yeah, in here. Yeah, make a perception check. Oh, shit. <laughs> perception? I mean, uh, uh, 
Persuasion. Persuasion. Look at him real hard. Right. <laughs> persuasion. Just like my one uh, skill that I'm in. Sars is gonna like well, make a persuasion. Yeah, anybody. Assist. Okay. Uh, with, his with with advantage. She's kind of like uh, lean Twenty-five. Forward. Okay. Well, that's it. Uh, before twenty-four. Twenty-four. Ooh, nat twenty. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, well, I do like a good challenge, and uh, I, I love it when people come along, and I know when when I've been bested. So I'm gonna work on my culinary technique. Yeah, sure, I'll give it to you. I mean, I, I don't have any significance. It just makes me feel good, so. But really, my, my love is, is, is this. And he holds up his chef knife, and he's like, this is what it's all about, guys. This is what, uh, this is what I want to get better at <laughs> yeah, in I my life. I the point of that earlier. So you can have this mace. <laughs> he, hands it to, uh, he hands it to you, because you're that's quite heavy. Very convincing. <laughs> all right, uh, my eye is quite hurting I'm right now, so I'm just, yeah. uh, just, just please, you can leave okay, now. I'll look you up. Rather enjoyed our encounter. I hope to see you again. Yes, well, well, we'll see how it goes. I'll have to heal up a little bit first. <laughs> and so the bugbears help you out. Uh, you guys make your way through the forest back to the ship. As you fly back, is there anything you guys want to do or discuss? Does anybody have identify so we could get a little bit more information? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, attune if I have to attune to it. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, ha- Unless I'm, somebody else wants the mace. Yeah, I'm going to give Jerk. the mace to Coach because I mean, that makes the most sense. Okay. You attune to it, and and Celius, you look up in your traveler's guide to the realm. And between the two of you, kind of like feeling what it feels like and what it's like, and also um, you find a passage about this in your guide, in your book. This is something known as the Mace of Switching. Is it a a homebrew or is it a... It's a homebrew. So I will send you stats okay. for the Mace of Switching. And then you look up, also in the guide. Shall I read this? You can read that to yourself or out loud, uh, whatever you prefer. I'll read it as the least. I've got it right here. <laughs> voop de doo mountain dwarf adventurer, son of Dagar. voop de doo was one of the trainees of the first ruler of the realm, Eliam Frostbeard. His inventions helped create the mining apparatuses for night crystal extraction and harnessing the power from the refined ore. He was also credited for creating three legendary artifacts, later known as the Curios of Voop de Doo. These immensely powerful inventions were said to be used to drive back invading armies of the Yuan-Ti. Because no one ever saw the Curios, it is said that they might have never existed. After serving a term as Minister of Technology, Voop de Doo spent the rest of his days researching and refining his night crystal, harnessing inventions, including stone induction transport and medicinal subversion treatment. You have, you know, this new weapon um, that is called the Mace of Switching, and it has something to do with Voop de Doo, and as Celius uh, lets you know, and you all disembark. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess uh, this is where we're, uh, I guess I get off here, right? Yeah, sorry we didn't have any gold for no, you. No, it's, it's, it's fine. We, we'll, we'll sell that up uh, up later, I guess. Uh, this is a fine ship you got, though, the, the, whoever that, that weird little fellow that gave it to you. Um, so it was Bartleby. Yeah, yeah, that guy. I don't, I don't know about that guy. Uh, yeah, he builds nests. Yeah, and, and, and I, I mean, I've been here for a little while, right? I've been, I've been sort of in and out and trying to figure out my next, uh, my next big score, and I just, I've been seeing this guy all over the place, right? Especially like, uh, like going in and out of like the little, I'd chase him down, I'd follow him around, and he'd just disappear under like that. Bartleby. Yeah, like he just 
he, he'll hide around and move mm. around underneath the uh, the mountain there. And uh, I don't know. Like, I thought like, he was shifty. Yeah, Are you they, saying that maybe we ought to be investigating a wee bit closer to home? I mean, he... I'm sure he's he's been sneaking in and out of uh, out of caves and such down underneath the mountain. He's he's shifty. As you guys uh, have your sort of goodbye with with Chaser of Shadows, you talk to Jarek and you kind of give a good like handshake and arrange a time to maybe like meet up as friends. Yeah. You get a little bit more respect and leave on a good note and you guys make your way back to the inn to plot your next move in what seems like an uh, emerging mystery, a new weapon that seems to have a deeper connection to the realm and some of the technology that's involved and that's where we're going to end it tonight. Mark, thank you for joining us tonight. This is yeah. so yeah. <laughs> thing was so great. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. And uh, who knows, we might see Chaser of Shadows Chaser a little bit later. Shadows, yeah. I hope I mean, so. I didn't. I didn't get uh, brutally murdered by a chef. So hey. yeah, <laughs> winning. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs>